Welcome back to season two, season two guys of Last Night Recap, the show that recaps the European and America's Apple Edu Chat. I'm delighted to be back. I am, of course, your dulcet Scottish tone host, Martin Coots, and I'm joined as ever by my three friends and colleagues. Let's go round and start with Mr. Johan Anderson. Hey, Johan. Hey, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Yeah, I'm really good after the summer. I've uh, been having a lot of different kind of ice cream, of course. Good. Keeping um, you cool. My fav- yeah, my favorite one was probably licorice rhubarb. It's like salty, bittersweet like myself, I must say, <laughs> if I can. Uh, <laughs> otherwise, it's, um, it's getting cold here, actually. It's beautiful weather, but it's just like 10 degrees yeah we're we're kind of getting that same the, the dusk is kind of coming down that wee bit earlier at night it's getting that that little bit darker that little bit uh, earlier in the evening and it's yeah it's nice i'm like this is this is kind of just getting into my favorite time of year um, yeah i like it as well i must say yeah it's just uh cozy in a bit and you can just be on a balcony and it's a, a bit of a chill but but it's still Fresh. It's still French, yeah. I so think that's you, the word uh, for it. If you're just joining us, this is Weather Chat with Martin and Johan. It is, Matt. But that's the thing. <laughs> Actually, this is this is this Nordic nature that we've got. This is the Viking side of us because if the if the weather isn't good, then we can't sail to you know plunder and pillage. I think you know what the, the viewers, the viewers, the listeners <laughs> listen in for, guys. They do. They, they need kids. to. They need to know exactly what our thought process yeah. is. And you know, now <laughs> definitely, that, now that they're going to switch off yeah, after that, this. Now that you've kind of chimed in with that that, <laughs> that 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 pearl of wisdom, how are you, Mister? I'm very good, thank you. The uh, the wind is blowing at a steady eight miles per hour from the east. Excellent. The good. Is it set for the evening? Oh, wonderful. So how- what about House um, the cheap? <laughs> now you're down the south, so you can't really see any of the valley where you are, can you? It's, no, it's, no, no, so there's no valley at you, but you can, you know, you can see the seven. I can you know, see the river seven. I yeah. can't see it from my window. No, but it's it's in your general vicinity, so I know you get where that. It is. Yeah, and how's your summer been? Obviously, it's, you know, it's... saw saw a lot of each other over the summer. We but... did, yeah. It's been a it's been a good summer. Um, professional development, plenty of that and a bit of downtime and relaxation so yeah nice balance good yeah, and you're cool. excited excited to be back for season two and sort of taking season the chat into season two the the what do they say the the tricky season um can we keep on top of our game this is it the success of last season this is it i mean we get some rave reviews the critics were were kind of firm but fair some people hadn't heard of us so this is where season two kind of brings that momentum up wouldn't you agree Kurt? I would definitely agree um, and I think there's some some fun things coming down the pipeline not this episode yet um, but definitely <laughs> so there's yeah. no yeah. fun this so, episode no, no, this episode, yeah. no. Okay. no. everyone turn no. off the he started with the weather <laughs> and I've seen, seen the topics are good and serious that's yeah. what and the, yeah, the I mean, activity has been going but not yeah, maybe, but not. Um, no. But there's been definitely some fire at the uh, at the Twitter chats. A lot of people are joining in. Um, people are ready for this school year and and are at it already and are hungry to know what's happening on the on the Twitter chats on on the Tuesdays. 
And I've seen that the uh, Americas has got one in Spanish now, too. They do, yeah. There's now three uh, Apple Edu Chats. There's Apple Edu Chat EMEA, Apple Edu Chat um, Americas, and uh, Apple Edu Chat Latina, uh, or Latin America. Um, Mm -hmm. But it's, it's essentially a chat in Spanish, which is, you know... It's, it's nice to sort of diversify as much. But yeah. as much as we're talking about this, Kurt, the question on everyone's lips is the important question right now. Hashtag where's Kurt? Well, I decided to come a little closer to you guys. Well, actually, the closest I could get. So to give you an indication, I'm still in the U.S. Okay, okay. And, and if, I, if I maybe if I stand up on something that lifts me up a little higher and I wave, you might be able to see me. Okay, so you're east, you're east Coast. <laughs> I so, am East Coast. Was that your Staten first Island. question? No, I, that wasn't a question. That was a statement. <laughs> yeah. All right, three okay. wishes, guys. Matt, Are you um, in Maine? I'm not in Maine. Oh, no, that's me, Okay. You are? <laughs> um, are you in uh, Nova Scotia? No, I'm not. I'm not that high up. I said the closest I could get from, from where I'm normally at. Oh, okay. okay. Staten Island, then. No, not Staten. Uh, are you still near the Hudson? Yeah. No, no, no. Okay. Um, I mean, in, in, in bird's eye view, maybe, but I'm not in, in uh, nowhere near New York in that way. Um, okay. okay. I am in New Jersey. Ah, um, nice. Ooh. Ocean City. So Ooh, I'm at the beach. Um, oh, cool. on the shore. Yeah. Yes. Feet in the water, and that's why if you see me wave um, from the horizon, nice. Well, now but that's that only if the weather chat is good. Well, that's. <laughs> no. But I think, I think <laughs> before we get into weather chat, why don't you give us a, a rundown of what's now that your your toes are um, sort of nibbling in the are being nibbled in the water? Why don't you mm-hmm. tell us what's coming up in tonight's show? Well, it's packed because um, the Americas kicked off one week before EMEA, yeah, and we decided to wait for that, and I have a run with it this week. And um, combined the chat that Mia Morrison and April Ricard uh, started it off with what was uh, building community. And then um, this week on the Americas, it was Amplify Student Voice with Christina Carboni and um, uh, Richard Colosi. And then, Martin, you were the host with Chris for the EMEA talking about iPadOS in the classroom. And that couldn't have been better after it was announced at the latest Apple event, the Apple that's, Keynote. That's right, yeah, with the with the key, keynote in the same night. So Tuesday, Tuesday past there was a really busy night. Mm-hmm. I think nice. so. And I want to drop those two hashtags in this week. Um, something that happened over the summer that you guys had maybe even like were at the birth of um, the hashtag one five six four challenge that was started to promote um, making music in GarageBand. And then one uh, hashtag that will come up for this one, and I've been practicing and see if I can do it. Hashtag <laughs> depth hand complexity. Well there done. Go, from the first time. Good, man. Well done. Excellent. And, of course, we'll have uh, questions. Not quite questions with Matt for this first episode, but is it safe to say that we'll have hashtag questions from Matt? That, that there'll be a question in a section that I am in charge of, so we can Excellent. phrase it over you like. But let's you hear honest. that, Johan? A section that Matt is in charge of Matt and, and, and the then jingles, jingles with Max really... I'm so excited I just can't hide it <laughs> yeah sounds it okay we're going to come back after this little beep to get started with the EMEA chat
Okay, here we go. We are kicking off with the first recap of the EMEA side of things. Um, I'm going to start with the EMEA Tweet of the Week. It comes from ADE2019, Jacob Wilcock, and it follows on from an activity that those of us who attended Institute um, would have done. It was called, uh, it was almost like Dingle Bingo or Keynote Bingo, where we had to go around and take a selfie. There were sort of different squares. You had to find someone who, you know, was a twin, someone who'd been on television. And what Jacob um, has done with his class is he um, played some uh, Keynote Bingo as a way for his class to get to know each other. So it's what did you do over the summer holidays? You had to find a, uh, you had to take a selfie of someone who visited another country, went to the sea, watched a great film, then you get a freebie. I thought it was quite a nice little sort of sum up of the of the year because at Institute it was a good way for us to get to know some of the new class or find people that we didn't always know. We kind of gravitate to people that we that we're comfortable with and, and friendly with. But this was really a way for us to get to know other educators and form a new network, which I think is possibly something we're going to talk about later. But I just wanted to highlight that as a as a tweet of the as a as a tweet of the week, certainly from our end of things. Um, is there Matt, a um, uh, sorry to interrupt you, Mark? Okay. Uh, is there a, a template or a picture of? To, yeah, well, there's a, an idea there, of it. Yeah, I, um, I've got a copy of a keynote template. I can drop it in the show notes for people to to download and put into um, to put into their keynote that they can adapt and use and kind of use it that way. Um, which is which is good. It's a it's a nice little um, nice little file that you can use in your classes. Matt, okay. I think the question's coming towards you. <laughs> yeah, Matt, yeah, Matt, you had um, you had used that um, with with um, with me while we were in um, Amsterdam. Have you yeah. used it since? Have you actually had a chance to go back and look over it or come up with an idea for using it? You've just returned with your students. Has it been something that's come onto your radar at all? So yeah, it's it was a thought for for an activity. I've got my year three on Wednesday this week. Um, so I was thinking of doing it with them, but adapting it because they're looking at uh, what their why is. Okay. So I was thinking of kind of putting in a range of, of kind of topics that you have in school, like developing literacy or developing numeracy, uh, what what different people's passions might be. Right. So that they can kind of, when they go off to do their research in schools, they can kind of go back and think, oh, yeah, I'm interested in that. And there was another person who was interested in it as well. So kind of playing around with that kind of idea using the same concept of get them up out of their seats and, and walking around and chatting to people. So, yeah. It's kind of a nice spin on the icebreaker activity, you know, not, you know, these icebreaker activities that we've all had to go through where, you know, we've had to go and speak to people without actually, you know, knowing what to drum up. You've got the standards. Oh, so what do you, where do you teach? What do you uh, look to do? You know, I, I think starting with that, that question that fundamental question why are you want to be a teacher why are you want to use technology and even putting the spin on it going oh have you been a twit oh you've been on television what yeah. you tell me a bit more about that it's a nice sort of it, it it's that added level to the icebreaker which i quite like yeah really good activity yeah and you get to do it with someone else too so that collaborative part uh, makes you i think feel that you're not alone yeah Yes, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so on to the chat. Um, Chris Galley and I hosted it, and we, we thought just that round about this time of year, there's always an event coming. Um, and not that we're always just going on about a certain company's events, and so, but 
based on the stuff that we do, most of the stuff we talk about revolves around Apple's um, sort of free into education. But there's always an event around September. And when we were looking at the planning for um, the chats for this year, we thought, right, we should really kick it off with an iPad OS simply because iPad OS is going to sort of not fundamentally change, but it's definitely going to be a change in the way that everybody uses their iPads, whether it's a change to the layout of their apps, whether it's a change to the way it looks with dark mode, whether it's even just um, a change in the way they use multitasking with multiple apps coming back and forth. Um, and we just felt that um, we just felt that the way to do this was to have them um, was to have them sort of come together and actually look at some of this, get some of the ideas of what people are wanting to do. So with that in mind, we did an iPadOS chat and we found out that iPadOS is going to be coming on the 30th. The beta season this year has been all kind of all over the place. We're already into the 13.1 the beta. But the question that we're going to be talking um, about is uh, question five that we had asked. And it's all around this continuing the conversation. And it's with how do you plan to support staff and developing confidence to integrate the new iPadOS features in their current practice. So I think I'll start with you, Johan, because you've obviously been running the betas, and I know you're you're in a slightly different role now. And it's almost I want to get it from your own perspective. What have you been doing to try and get yourself up to speed and develop confidence in using iPadOS? How have you found the change so far? Um. Oh. <laughs> um. I really like the change, uh, dependently on that it's more close to what you can do with the iPads, and it's more different from from the iOS. Mm -hmm. uh, I find it uh, more useful. Um, I've been trying out all the different kind of stuff that you can be, that you can do, um, even taking it that far as using it as. Uh, I don't know if this is uh, important or not because I'm, I was trying your style of just using an iPad. Uh -huh. And when I'm at home and I want to do some more heavy work, I actually had it on my table hooking up my um, mouse and my uh, keyboard to it. And okay. then um, having it on my television and, and really doing some heavy um, film um cutting in iMovie, right? uh, which was really cool. So I've been stretching it more like a computer just to find out where it can go and how far I can take it without using my computer at all, actually. Uh, stretching uh, both iMovie and GarageBand in that sense. And I find it working really well uh, with the mouse and, and so on and so forth. So I've been recording both videos and, and actually uh, my last uh, song was a uh, 24-track song, which was really cool. Okay. So that's how I've been doing it. Just, and it's just for fun, just to see how, how far you can take it um, from a creative point of view. I don't know if that's... No, that's what that's, you were looking for. Yeah, because um, that's kind of the it's I think that's the that's the aim um, that a lot of people are beginning to make that. I mean, everybody knows that that I that I only work on an iPad. I work on I've got two different size iPads that I do some that I do some things with. And I I like the fact that it's now becoming easier and easier to get things done with an iPad. I mean, it's you're now it's the 
the reason why an iPad should become your primary computing device, that, that reasoning is becoming easier with, um, with iPadOS. iPadOS is definitely <clears throat> making that easier. Definitely. And because uh, maybe you know that I work now for a private company that actually works closely to, um, you know, um, different kind of other companies. And uh, I find that the new um, uh, Safari mode that actually takes it as a or identifies it as a real computer yeah. or a real browser. It actually helps us a lot, and we we want to stretch that as well because now you can do a lot of cool stuff within the the web page, and that's how we've been using it at work, just to see what how we can help teachers really. Uh, so even though you're using quite advanced back end um, scripts, yeah. I want to see if it works on an iPad as well because I think it's uh, one of the best. Um, devices that you can use um, from a creative point of view and an administrative if you don't have to switch in between. We, we never want the, the teachers to double work. No, this is uh, it. This is it. So, so that's what I've been doing as well. Cool. Just to, you know, stretch everything uh, as much as I can do it. Excellent. Um, okay. Yeah. No, cool. cool. Um, so, uh, Kurt, you've obviously been sort of spending a lot of time in and out of schools and you're sort of doing some some different kind of style um, design work now, but you're still going into schools through your, your current role and you're seeing how yeah. staff are using the device. How do you think you're going to um, approach the, the whole iPadOS thing? Are you just going to kind of be a leading by example type or do you think you're going to, you're going to sort of create, you know, be creative in your approach? Um, I've always been, been um, like feet on the ground kind of guy. So yeah. I've been going into classrooms, listening what's living and what's happening right now. And then there's two groups that, that will tackle this is schools who are just beginning to start their journey on iPad and they will only know iPad OS probably once the devices are, are there, um, this OS gets on. Mm-hmm. Um, so then you start with the small, simple ideas, um, the things that we've been doing, highlighting maybe the small changes you do in the workflow um, that also brings me to the to the group that is already working with iPad for at least a certain period, maybe even uh, years already. So as with every update, you have to stay a little current and, and check out what's happening. So you probably have your Vanguard group or um, your champions yeah. who will start to trickle that knowledge down and, and just looking and updating maybe some of the, the content pieces that you have. Um, you guys know, and you highlighted a little bit, is that from the design point of view, I'd like to go with like a challenge. Of, uh-huh. Let's do this. Let's try something practical. And that might highlight one of the, the features in there. But that's not the main focus. The main focus is still on the learning. Yeah, um, of course. We recently got, um, and this this is not an iPadOS new feature, but... Um, to put the, the the spotlight a little bit more on the accessibility features, um, looking at challenges, and we came up with an art um, challenge that uses the magnifier. So it's it's oh, yeah. kind of like a bit of like, I um, um, my tiny eyes see what you can't see. Okay. And and you have to go spot it in the room. Um, so oh, someone nice. zoomed in, used, and you learn the magnifier and the different colors and all of that, and turn it yeah. into a piece of art so again my my approach would always be practical listen to the teachers what's happening 
what are students asking to like any learner yeah and then how like what's the way to do it now because as we've seen previously if you have the device that's that can still hardware wise support this uh, os mm-hmm. 80% or 85% or more um, will always download and try to stay up to date absolutely so you just have to go with these new features and and for privacy for security for just your day-to-day teacher flow yeah, I think that's a good point. I mean, there's going to be people who are always going to run with this. I mean, we are four of those people. We are, you know, we are we are day one. We are we are not, you know, wait and see types. We are we're definitely, you know, to coin a phrase, we are we're jumping straight and swimming for the other island where there might be some people who have hang you know, they're hanging back a little bit. And it's like you say, you've kind of just got to differentiate for, for the class that you have in front of you for the whether that's, you know, teachers, whether that's students whether that's you know you know further education and the, the way that you're doing things Matt um, I think one of the, the things that's quite interesting for me and from a teaching point of view is that we've obviously we've come full circle almost where you know we, 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 we went down the route where there was an app for absolutely everything and some people are still churning out tables and lists of, of applications that they can use and we're kind of coming away from that and focusing on the content but with the shift uh, with iPadOS going to the the sort of the Safari mode of things, are you actually finding that it's becoming easier for you if you're speaking to schools or speaking to students about their technology adoption, Matt? Um, uh, yeah, because you know I I was in a school today actually and, and talking to a member of staff and and they've got limited amounts of iPads and they have to book them out and then it becomes an iPad yeah. lesson and we were sort of having this conversation about but. But the iPad isn't—it's not a computer room on wheels. That's not what what it is anymore. And and they were talking about how they wanted to use it with just certain learners, just kind of ways to access things in different ways. And mm. and you know, it was really kind of rewarding, sort of hearing it was an ex student of mine. It was really rewarding to to know that they're really now thinking about the device as a as yeah. a tool, like a pen and paper, like a paintbrush that that could support individual learners and it, it isn't something that they want to wait every Tuesday afternoon yeah. to get hold of because they can see that there's there's a great opportunity at any point where it can help a student in their class express themselves in a different way. Or um, And I think they're getting to see now that learners are aware that they could have this potential tool and I think that probably leads to some frustration from students when schools are purchasing... Um, maybe Chromebooks or something because of a cost rather than thinking about the, the yeah. why they want the tool yes. in the classroom. So, um, yeah, I think there's, there's change afoot in terms of the conversations I'm having, certainly with, with the student teachers, the more they get to see the, the power of a, of a mobile device and the impact it can have. Yeah, I think, the, I think, you know, we've always said that the iPad is this all-encompassing device that allows you to that allows you to take learning anytime, anywhere. And, you know, we'd had the conversation again a few years ago where we were saying that iPads don't need a keyboard. Then that conversation changed the minute the iPad Pro came out and we realised that how much more of a productivity tool and how easier it became to focus on the content when you did have a keyboard that you could attach and detach from it. So it's, it's, I mean, it's all, um, it's all kind of coming around nicely. And I think that the changes with iPadOS is, is really good. 
Um, and I think the the fact when it's going to drop is going to continue things sort of moving forward. So let's just wrap this up with with this bit. Just a little bit of a a final thought um, on the on the chat. Matt, you took part. What do you think? Your what was your final thought? Your final takeaway from the chat? I, for for me, obviously, with my focus on on higher ed and and the work I do there, it, it was definitely around the productivity for my students. Um, really want to explore the markup options um you know it just for me i feel like it could take research a little bit deeper for them a little bit easier to access um and and again research can take place wherever they don't need to necessarily have to go all the way down to the library and take notepads and all of that they can do it whilst they're on the bus so just yeah just just one little thing that i want to explore more and, and talk to students about in terms of their own personal productivity so. i mean i think it's clear we could talk about ipad os um you know yeah. for ages and the chat's not going to go away um in terms of ipad os there's um in the show notes is going to be the uh, weekly recap from miriam um i'm also in the process of putting together an ipad os user guide that'll hopefully be ready to go by the time the 30th comes out or uh, it comes out on the 30th or a couple of days after but any other final thoughts are we happy to move on to kurt and the americas I was just going to ask, do you know when the new iOS comes out? Yeah, iOS is out on Thursday. Uh, so Thursday 19th, 19th. Yeah, okay. is iOS 13. And then iPadOS is the 30th, which should also be um, iOS 13.1. So um, there'll, there'll be a wee bit of a launch. In fact, I just saw oh. someone say that Apple Arcade has already launched just now. Um, so if you are listening to this and you haven't signed up for it and you're running the, the iOS 13 beta, go to that arcade tab in the App Store and just, you know, be a bit of a tangent. But we spoke about games on this on this uh, podcast before and how games are actually quite good at, at getting you back on track. So Apple Arcade is out and you're able to use it. Really okay. nice. Thanks for your um, your thoughts there, gents. When we come back, we are going to pass it over to Mr. Kleinen, who is going to give us a recap of the America side of things. Two chats we'll be, coming up. Perfect. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome. You made it halfway through the show. So you've had the weather report and the EMEA <laughs> chat already. <laughs> hey, guys, you're still there. Just um, an update. It's, yeah. Uh, it started raining. Oh, there. see? Yeah, it's so raining. no pilgrimage to the, to Stockholm for you then. No, there's um, no snow, so I can't pillage. Yeah. Um, <laughs> on the, our side, though, uh, America's two chats, as I promised, and um, Mia uh, Morrison and April Ricard kicked it off on um, last week's uh, chat, and that was all about building community. And uh, the tweet I selected from the Americas for that was from Julie Kremen. And she said her next steps are to build more personal relationships. It's too easy to talk shop at work and not truly get to know people. Real collaboration and growth happen when there is a foundation of trust and understanding that comes with really knowing each other. And um, I feel like as we've grown uh, during season one, that trust and knowing each other better helps our listeners um, with all the crazy things that we throw out there uh, <laughs> in the so. audio world. <laughs> yeah, I think the, you know, weather reports, Johan's ice cream fetish. I know we've got, you know, Matt's son making the jingles. Matt's son doesn't make the jingles. Matt's son teaches me how to make the jingles. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's why you sign up to all the uh, Today at Apple uh, workshops. Exactly. Yeah. 
but diving that in, like actually, that's a that's a really good bridge because um, the question that came in there was, where do you find inspiration? Like, who do you go to that inspires you? For Matt, that's clear. Um, uh, what about the rest of you guys? How do you grow your, <laughs> your PLN? Um, are there people you follow? Are there like artists you look at? No, Matt, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it back to you if that's okay. I think your your son is is indeed one of your biggest inspirations, and and I think a lot of teachers are inspired by the work that their students are doing. Uh, who I, would you point out? Except uh, I, I think I think that's it. I think for me, I mean, um, yeah, I do like going to the today apple sessions i think they're a great place for for me to to just see what's relevant but actually sometimes it's actually watching the other people around the table and how they react to the activities they're doing because you're always looking for what's going to make an impact and it, it even down to and i and i talked to some of the staff in in our local apple store about this their way of of supporting people because you know you guys have, have been to the sessions as well they're in a shop which is busy yeah. and although people are meant to book onto these people do just kind of wander over and say oh, what's going on over there and and there was such an art to the way that that this, in this one session the guy leading it just just encouraged them in and just brought them into that that group and i thought that's that was a really sort of key learning point for me because as teachers, we're kind of used to having a set group of people in front of us. And he kind of showed me this way of, of teaching in this kind of really weird environment for a teacher to be in, yeah. where people aren't necessarily there to listen to him. But if they are, he grabbed them and, and kind of brought them into his, his kind of world of what he was teaching. And, and it, I think it's little things like that. You, I think you can just take inspiration almost from anywhere. And it doesn't have to be in the world of education. For you Do you feel that? that? When you go to sessions like that, um, that you can't put your teacher hat up, that you're constantly looking to improve yourself by, oh, I really like how this person approached it in that way. And yeah. Because that think, made that person on the other side finally get it. Yeah, I think that's exactly it, isn't it? You just, you just, I, and I don't even think it's just then. I think you, you see it almost anywhere, don't you? In the streets, you see people, you know, engaging with other people and you think, you know, oh, there's, a, there's a great idea. And I, that's what I like. I like kind of taking inspiration from the world around me and, and yes, from my son, because I see the things that he loves to do. And I think, yeah. okay, well, he's relevant. You know, he's, he's 10 years old. I'm looking to train people to teach someone his age and yeah. what's he into, what, what makes him tick. Um, so yeah, it's, um, that's, that's definitely where I got my inspiration from. Great. Johan, I know that you've done several different professions that um, in some way are all connected, but, um, to someone who listens to your story for the first time might seem that um, you're like a chameleon going from one to another. So I'm wondering where or who um, inspires you throughout that? Is that one person who's got like a, like a famous quote? Um, are you a guy like who lives by quotes? Or is it um, a dance teacher that you had? Um, someone in school? I'd love to know more about that. Oh, yeah, I definitely have a lot of people that I uh, look up to. Um, but I've found that uh, in the later part of life, can you say it like that? <laughs> or or when you I stopped my career as a professional dancer and I got into uh, this kind of career. What I think is really interesting is uh, when you meet people that are totally different from you mm -hmm. and they do something that is totally different from what you're doing. And then you start 
discussing with them and, and really ask them to not um, buy into their own beliefs in what schools really are about because they have the maybe an old way of looking at it because they used to go to school. Yeah. And you really explain how you think right now about school. Then something happens, I, I think, uh, because they have another uh, profession. And, and when you actually ask them about real problems that you have and you describe the problems that you have or you have an idea, it's so interesting to, to talk to people that are totally out of your element. And uh, actually, <laughs> I took it this far that I actually used parents that um, from students of mine mm -hmm. uh, just to discuss things that we were doing in schools and, and they came up with brilliant ideas because they are from another point of life or, or things like that. So it's like um, when you build a good team, you have to build people with people mm -hmm. that are not actually like you because then it becomes stronger. Yeah. I think um, I think that's very interesting. And um, I like people that are not like me. I mean, I still like all people, but you, you understand it's challenging with people that are not like me. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I love to hear what they have to say, as long as they're open and they understand the real question. Yeah. So they're not uh, stuck in that, this is school. Well, so you have to take it away from that. Yeah. Talking about someone who inspires us, uh, Martin, um, and you always have an opinion. Where do you go to, um, especially now in your new uh, role where you're you're seeing big parts of the country um, of Scotland? Um, you might see some talent somewhere, or you might get the chance to grab a, a cup of tea or a, or a coffee and and sit down and talk to some teachers and that that inspire you. How does that work for you? Your process? Yeah, I mean, it's it's um, I'm I'm quite fortunate not everyone gets a chance to to work with people every day who a are friends but b also people who inspire you um you know i'm, I'm quite lucky that i've got a, a community around me who is is full of very talented and very passionate people and when i go out and i, I go and work with other other teachers and i see how passionate they are not necessarily just about using the the new technology or how excited they are by the the, the possibilities that, that new technology or new ways of thinking can approach, but really just by their passion for teaching. And they're, it's, you know, you can quite clearly see what their why is. You can see why they're doing this. And that inspires me to, to, to sort of keep them motivated and to keep them, you know, to, to stand up there and to give them ideas that's going to continue to keep them engaged and inspired and motivated in the exact same way that I had when I was standing in front of a class full of pupils. I could see the, the pupils who were really engaged by the lessons I was doing, which was great. It meant I, I you know, I had that that validation that the lesson I was delivering was effective. But I might have seen a pupil who needed a little bit of help and that pupil would also be an inspiration for me to maybe try new techniques. So sometimes seeing, you know, seeing a teacher who comes in and they, they automatically start off by saying, I'm going to be your worst. I don't get technology. I don't uh, see the benefit of technology. All the, you know, the ABCs of why they don't like it. They're usually the ones that by the time they've left the, the, the training session or by the time they've, they've left a little one-to-one -one conversation or, or um, 
you know, little hands-on session with me. They're the ones that are going, oh my goodness, is this how simple it is? Or, oh my goodness, I've got so many ideas that I want to go off and try. And then the next time I go into that school, they're the one that comes and finds me right away and says, wants to show me what they've done. And that's what kind of inspires me and drives me forward based on all of the the great ideas that I see from the, the three of you, based on the ideas that I see from our network and our community that we have. It's 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 really, you know, like I say, I'm in a, I'm in a fortunate position and I, I count myself lucky uh, to be able to take ideas and work with teachers from so many different places and you know I won't name names but there are people out there who I continue to call upon for advice and help and, and conversations. Yeah and I think if people do want names um, following the hashtag Apple EDU chat and these chats you will see a, a bunch of educators who are willing to share who are not all ADEs who are not all Apple teachers um, but just people who are passionate about using technology and, and, and not even always the newest technology, but just passionate about learning and willing to share um, using that hashtag and answering those questions and giving real footage from their classroom, which brings me to the second chat that we had. Um, and that was the one from uh, last Tuesday was about amplifying student voice. So getting a little bit about that sharing publishing um the the tweet of the of that week that i wanted to to pull out um was from kayla dunkerley who said who said equity maps is a great tool that allows you to visually see the conversation and record it amazing uh, data and helps students reflect on their role in a discussion um so i know christina and richard who uh, were running the uh the chat um, started it about learning literacy specifically for K to three students. Um, so the question that that we picked out was question six, which was how can publishing amplify students' voice? Share some examples um, where your students were heard, and um, maybe to to do the same uh, routine again, Matt. Um, I might want to go to you again first for this because um, I think with upcoming teachers and, and, and that uni um, role that you still have, mm-hmm. um, how do you push them a little bit to publish and let their voices be heard of like, hey, I'm an up and coming educator and this is what I, th- these are my beliefs and this is what I, I want to do maybe to help them find a job. I don't know, I'm curious. So we, we've always encouraged Twitter as, as a way to kind of links back to the previous conversation about the PLN. Um, and get them to engage in the chats. And I think what's happened as a result of that is, is I know that when I talk to other other ADEs um, or other educators, they they're aware of a lot of our students and what they can do. Um, but then also in terms of their personal beliefs, one of their one of their assignments they do in their final year is to go and do some reflective practice in school and try something new out. And we we encourage them to publish what what they've created for that very reason you know get your story out there and get your get your passion out there um and a lot of them have have kind of talked about the fact that it's really helped them in a job interview because they have something tangible to really talk about and um and to leave with schools some of them have got jobs back in the school that they they carried this piece of work out in and the school actively encourages them to publish it because they see it as a as a really good way to sort of share with the parents the things that they're they're looking to do in the school um so yeah i think it, it's 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 a really really positive way to go beyond 
in my eyes, just a piece of assessment that, yeah, they're going to get a good grade for. But I, I always sell it to them as this is more than just you're not writing this book for me. This isn't about me marking yeah. this your work. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is about it's not for that getting, thing on the refrigerator. Exactly. It's about getting your message out there. And, you know, I'm, I'll, I will name check Scott Han. I know he, he listens to this and, and he's one of our ex-students. He's got a mm-hmm. job. He's been put into a great position in the school where they know his talents already from the point he, he applied for the school. Um, and he's taken that book that he's written and he's he's already said to me that's one of his things for the year. He wants to get podcasting as a as a feedback and assessment tool awesome. with his yeah. learners because he studied it. He's, he's tried it out in his classroom. He wrote the book about it and now he wants to embed it in his practice. And you know, I feel that that's taken that assignment that he's done and made it real for him. So, yeah. Great. Talking about podcasting and, and publishing and all of that, Johan, we got to know each other a little bit when you were, were helping educators get courses online and, and you were running, a, and still are, a dance podcast uh, alongside of this one. Um, what's your take on, on publishing and what kind of formats would you say for, for someone who's new? Like, what would I start with? Because publishing i think oh i need to go see a publishing house and write a novel um but i don't think that's the case um talking to you no definitely not um i mean the most easy way is uh what you and me have been doing for for a while actually just um making small small stories where you can put in a book and and just publish very easily on on their several platforms they're really easy Mm-hmm. And I think you can actually talk more about that than what I can do, <laughs> um, because you're really good at it. Um, but um, I just want to say what I think it does, it sharpens everything when it, it becomes real. Um, and we really see that in, in for example, dancing. We had uh, people trying to do, um, learn how to do a choreography. Mm-hmm. I mean, how to put a choreography together. That's a totally different process than learning how to dance and do your techniques and your steps. So you have to take everything in con- into consideration. So what we did was that we had a, a, a song and we said, let's do a, 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 a video to it. And uh, they each had to do like uh, two eights uh, of uh, choreography. And that really sharpened everyone's interest and they were starting to to work together and give uh, reflections on each other's work because they just wanted it to be that sharp uh, as professional uh, as it could be and i think that that's what that's it actually yeah because you're seen in a way and it, it can be a really good um, way of working together as well but um Start with a, a, just a picture, a couple of lines of good uh, Something prose small. And, yeah. and, and just uh, put it out there. What we did from the beginning was like horror stories. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had this uh, horrible picture that they could put in a book and just write four sentences to it. And it, it became brilliant. Uh, but uh, you could probably have a podcast of your own uh, just on that, uh, Kurt. <laughs> Well, I, so I, I wanted to, to like, well, leave it, leaving it to me. I, I just want to highlight something that happened this weekend, where it was International Dot Day, and and um, Mark, uh, another ADE, um, who who started with something really small because he works with early um, learners, and and it was about leaving your mark. So you left your mark by using some of the drawing tools, 
and then recorded it a little bit. So helping him simplify that, um, that was, and someone could just publish that one page or the whole thing as, as the classroom went through it. And that book mm -hmm. is, is a great idea, I think. And that challenge is still running if you use the hashtag dot day. Um, nice. It's easy to start something, a challenge or, or a published part. Um, I want to know, Martin, because you've had a, a chance to start a podcast and then maybe because of life happening around you, didn't find the time, it went a little quieter and then you picked it up again. You revamped it. You, you um, got back to publishing. Um, yeah. Like, what's that like? I think I was kind of, when I first started doing the podcast, I was finding my feet. I was kind of trying to find what works, what was the, the best way to do this podcast, what format worked. And we kind of went through that on this show. You know, we when we started off, we, we ended up spending time at the start going through everyone's question and everyone's reply. Mm -hmm. And you, 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 you start to find what works and what doesn't work. It's almost like when you're in a class and you're, you're teaching a lesson or you're integrating technology for the first time. You find what works, you find what doesn't work. You listen to feedback. You listen to people who listen. Uh, you listen to the feedback from people who have been actively listening to your show. And what I found was I wasn't as religious um, at recording as I, I should have been. Um, I maybe only recorded, you know, when the moment take to, you know, I felt like I wanted to record, which was, you know, maybe every day or every second day. And then I would kind of, and then I would lose that flow. And we've started to do the same with this. We're getting back into the flow of publishing every day. And the other podcasts I do, I try to keep semi-regular and keep it and keep it going. And I think that's an important thing to remember when you're doing something like this is you, you look at what has been working. You look, and most importantly, you look at what hasn't been working. You try to keep a, a, a routine. You try to keep a semblance of, of things going together and making sure that there's you know, that, that, that everything's done even down to the same time, the same day, um, even down to the, you know, we do it on this show, Jingles with Matt, Questions with Matt, Where's Kurt, the, the EMEA chat, the Americas chat, we look at bringing it all together and we have a flow. And I think from a publishing point of view for students, it teaches them how to organize their thoughts. It teaches them how to, you know, get into the habit of sharing when, they know that this is time that they're going to record and that they're building a listener base based on the fact that, you know, your student podcast might be ready on a Wednesday morning every week. The people who listen to that will know that on a Wednesday morning, you know, saying, you know, school A's podcast is going to be available. So it's very important to keep that routine as much as possible. And if it doesn't work, I like that you mentioned that. I like that you mentioned that because um, there was a lot of talk about, we give students writing prompts and then you have to kind of like cram it in a time frame because um, words don't flow out for everyone on the page and, and a blank page staring at you can be very intimidating. Yes. Um, so they talked about this structure and Jody Deinheimer um, shared one of her numbers um, files where she like broke it down from a lab, like a science point of view for a lab report. Um, mm -hmm. But there's other techniques and and the one that we mentioned in the in the hashtag and i'm gonna try to uh give it another go that was like the depth hand complexity hashtag um, oh yeah which uses simple uh like simple icons um and we'll we'll put the link in um just to help you through that writing process and be mindful of time because that's the one thing we we complain about a little bit like we never have enough time 
Um, I, I love hearing Matt saying he had time for professional learning earlier, um, um, but it cannot just be throughout, throughout the summer and, and keeping that learning going. Um, to close this off, guys, is I want to close it off with a little short story that came from um, Samuel Wright, who said um, his students were asking him, he's a music teacher, so have you made any music? And luckily, Samuel is someone who keeps himself up to date by constantly producing and participating and helping us create this jingle um, uh, for the show, the intro jingle that we use. So not just publishing for your students, but also showing yourself as a teacher of like, look, I've got some experience in this and, and that's why I'm here and I'm, I'm able to help you. Um, talking about help and jingles, I think it's time for questions with Matt. Oh, yeah. Look at that. Look at that segment. <laughs> I've been practicing right. all, all summer. I followed a, a workshop called Jingles with Matt. I was run by a guy <laughs> named Max. Um, I'm not sure about it, but I, I want to hear the results. Oh, yeah. Excellent. Kurt, thanks for doing that. And we will be back right after this. Questions with Matt. Ooh, the bar is high. Nice. That's not a wasted summer. No, that's not. That's not wasted a... at all. That's <laughs> yeah. I feel some summery beats in there, though. I wow. Some like. Have you visited Greece or something like that? I was in Greece this summer, okay. yeah. So, but that was it's like Greece. summer loving. Yeah, you've been doing uh, you've been doing Mary Kemper and Owen Hughes's Ninety Days of Garage Band, haven't you? I, I didn't actually. That that genuinely now was Max went to a session at the Apple Store and nice. came home and said, "Dad, look what I've learned." So he taught me how to do that, just using loops in Garage Band um, and playing around with some bits. So, and the what was it the um, the drum kit and the, the playing around with the drum. Yeah. There Celebrating we go. success. Love it. Was that one of the uh, artist inspired workshops or, or, uh, basic, no, it was, uh, it was a, it was a, um, I think it was like a family oriented one. It was theme. Oh, tune, nice. Oh, theme yeah. Tune. Been to that. That's a good nice. one. Yeah. So he was, he was really excited about that. Came home and said, dad, can I show you what I've learned? Cause I was, I was either away doing the work or something. And, um, yeah, he learned loads and taught me how to do it. So great. These are a lot better than mine, but I, <laughs> it's jingles with Matt, not, not Max's jingles. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get him to do one. Yeah. Take um, credit. So, um, here we go guys. So questions with Matt this week. Um, and I think because this is our first episode back of season two, let's start with, a look ahead to what what you guys want to get out of this year so my question to you three what are your aspirations for the year ahead and um johan let's go to you what was what do you want to get out of this year oh it's so much um <laughs> ice cream ice cream definitely <laughs> new flavors everything um no literally i want to find um a, a really good way of working with uh, my new staff yeah. and we're doing some some cool stuff with um, uh, integrations and um, really what we want to do is help teachers uh, with a lot of stuff and it, it sounds stupid but we just want to change the way 
um, systems or um, systems that help teachers um, help them not to be irritating <laughs> and also um, actually not double work. Um, so there's so many levels on the, on that. Yes, so you don't have two different kind of lessons because of you want one analogical and one digital and uh, also definitely not uh, going out and in on systems. It, it sounds really boring, but I think we're on a really cool way of integration into Google, Apple and Microsoft's big products. And, and we're stretching the APIs and everything quite uh, strongly. Uh, and uh, literally, I was asked to help with that because I said, I used 10 years um, within education mm -hmm. not using systems. Mm -hmm. And that's really what we're not trying to do. We're trying to, to really find a way around these systems. And, and that's not really how it should look like. So that's my aspiration, really reinventing uh, how system works with pedagogy and didactics. I like it. I'm I mean, uh, anyways, that's what I'm aiming for. And, and we'll see if I crack or um, burn or uh, you will all love me. <laughs> <laughs> we love you anyway, Johan. Oh, well, cheers, Martin, cheers. Martin, as long as I have ice cream, so then I'm happy. There we go. Martin, what's your, what's your aspiration for the year? Yeah, I think obviously, you know, I'm in a, a, I'm in a similar boat. I'm in a new position um, where... I'm now coming out and doing, working directly with schools, and um, I'm quite fortunate that I'm getting a chance to work with um, the the Glasgow schools and some of the other exciting projects that are taking place within within Scotland. So I think my 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 aspiration for this year is just to make sure that. First of all, I'm wanting to make sure that, that people are aware of, of the amount of good work that's going on in Scotland to actually highlight and exemplify the, the, the great work that's taken place and the amount of work that's went in. There's been a number of uh, sort of maybe disparaging things that have been said online um, that's actually caused me to step away from social media a little bit because it's people with the wrong end of the, the conversation are kind of getting the wrong end of the stick. And I'm wanting to, to make sure that when people see things that are happening within schools, that they are fully aware of the fact, the thing that we all know, that the, the education, the pedagogy, the learning and teaching is what's driving it forward. Yeah. The device is the pencil case. And I'm wanting to make sure that that message is out there as much as possible. Yeah, yep. yeah, really good. Kurt? Um, I'm, I'm going to continue uh, the journey I, I started on. And, and I, um, something struck me um, throughout the last um, institute that I was and. I want to continue to inspire other people around me to, to dream more and to, to keep learning and learn more and, and do more so that they can become more um, in whatever way or feeling that is. Um, I'm, I'm just passionate about education and um, leaving my mark on, on it um, and helping teachers see themselves as professionals um, and deserving that attention too. Nice. That's really nice. good. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Guys, um, some, some excellent aspirations there, and, and I'm sure people will check in with us throughout the year, and we can kind of update them on, on how progress is going along those lines. And, yeah, really, really good to hear all of that kind of passion that you, you all have for what you do every day. Speaking of passion, Matt, what's yours? Oh, my aspirations. Uh, oh, 
Uh, if, better if, jingles. Make it to episode two. Better jingles. <laughs> no, it can't get better than that. As long uh, as Max is. Max needs it. to up his game. It's... <laughs> I mean, so I I would say one one thing for me this year is I really want to um, look at processes. So it's similar to what you said, Johan. Look at the processes we use in in higher ed around teacher education and mentoring, and how the technology can really not only make us more productive and efficient, but also make us more reflective um, mm. and, and use use the tools we've got to really think about what we're doing and what works and what, what maybe could save us time, but also have a, have a greater impact on the learners. So first thing is to, is to really make sure that iPads are embedded within the course. And we've got a brand new course this year where, where we've got some, some great new students that we can, you know, really, really do some fab things with but also expand that and scale it out to to other courses in education so sounds good yeah like it. it's, it's yeah. going to be a good one so hey guys thanks for for taking part in questions with matt and like we say every week if you have any questions then we will let you know later how you can send them into the show because we love to hear your questions too that's great matt thanks very much um guys let's uh Come back just after this and have our final thoughts for this show and start to wrap it up. How does that sound? Cool. Sounds like it's brilliant. Let's do it. In five. Welcome back to the wrap-up section of the show. Guys, our first episode of season two is just finished. How do you feel? Exhausted. That was two and one and then another one on top of that. <laughs> a big I like it. <laughs> I like being back. Yeah. It is, be- yeah. I mean, we kind of we finished on a, a kind of serious note there with um, Matt's question, which you know we were just talking before we started recording, Kurt. That it's sometimes good to take stock like that. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. A moment of uh, thinking to be serious. Yeah. But Absolutely, not. but not. But why don't you, um, considering that this is a, a show that recaps the Apple chats for both Americas and the EMEA, mm-hmm. can you uh, tell us what's coming up this week? Yes, um, and that's tomorrow already. Um, on the EMEA side, it's continuous innovative practice. And Matt, I think you are the host of that um, tomorrow at 8 p.m. BST. Is that correct? I certainly am. I'll be honest with you now. It's going to be one hour of me sharing jingles. Oh, great. Ooh. Ooh. Continuous. Continuous, <laughs> continuous jingles. <laughs> and then there's going to be some polling thing on it. So looking forward to that for next week. Um, He's not joking. On the, Amer- <laughs> <laughs> on the America's one, um, and that's at 6 o'clock uh, Pacific time, it's uh, Jessica Watson or Jessica Herring Watson and Katie Gardner, um, who've had the chance to see at the Institute in the Americas, and they're talking about create and consume responsibly. Matt, one so. for you and your jingles. Yeah, I just felt that that, that almost felt loaded. <laughs> that was I just thought a about damn my jingles, and then someone talks about creating responsibly. <laughs> Definitely. Brilliant. Excellent. So that's uh, coming up tomorrow. If you're listening and it is already tomorrow, that's uh, Tuesday, September 17th. Um, Perfect. Johan, over to you. Yeah, I just want to say that you can find us uh, at Twitter uh, and or on Twitter at Last Recap. And you can find the gents um, 
on Twitter as well. So, Martin, where where can we find you? You can find me at mcoot, that's C-O-U-T-T-S, 81. That's the number eight, the number one. Oh, Kurt? Me, I'm still at Mr. Kurt, M-E-E-S-T-E-R-K-U-R-T. And the magic number, uh, <laughs> Matt. Oh, uh, yeah, Matt6453. Thanks for the new iPhones, Matt. That was uh, that was really kind of you. <laughs> okay, cool. You can find me at Anderson with a double S underscore edu. And uh, I, I want to ask you, Martin, if if you want to um, ask a question to Matt, how you do how do you do it? Yeah, there's a couple of ways. You can obviously tweet at any of us using the hashtag questions with Matt, but it would be nice if it was directed to him or last recap. If you are using the Anchor app, you can search for at last recap. You'll find our show. There'll be an option to leave a voice message. You tap that, you leave a voice message as if you've called um, into the show as if this was classic radio. And if you do, there is a um, very strong likelihood. In fact, there is a completely strong likelihood that your question will be heard on air. Oh, that's brilliant. Before I leave it up to you to say goodbye and thank you, Martin, I just want to say to all our listeners, thank you for downloading this podcast. If you like the show, please rate and review us. Listeners' comments and ratings keep us high in the ranking so that new listeners can find us. Be sure to find us at Last Recap on Twitter for more news and podcasts. Over to you, Martin. Perfect. Guys, thank you very much for your time. I have missed this. So this is this has been a highlight tonight. I've I'd never actually realized how much I missed you know just being silly with the three of you on a weekly basis. Indeed. Almost as good as my ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> like I hear so much about it that we have to go over and do an episode with ice cream in Stockholm. I feel. I think. Do you know? I think we Definitely. should have. Like You're a, welcome. We should have like a like a bonus feed that if people follow us on Twitter or send us a message on Twitter, we'll give them a, a, an episode that is just us talking about ice cream for yeah, twenty and, minutes. And- we could do a like a really cool trailer on YouTube, us like munching ice creams with jingles all playing around us. Well, that you, would be lovely. Doesn't, doesn't YouTube ban that type of video? That's the, the only thing. <laughs> but guys, I just wanted to say thank you very much. Kurt, have a great week. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you very much for having me again. Perfect. Matt, I'll no doubt chat to you uh, pretty soon, but thanks very much for your time. Yeah, we... No problem. Good you too. Chat. And Johan, it's time to get some ice cream, brother. Definitely. I love talking weather with you. Yeah. Yeah. Just make <laughs> sure you wrap up warm. To everyone listening, thank you very much for giving up your time. We'll see you all next week. Take care. Bye. 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 Bye.